Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, you can reach us at the podcast by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. Alright, we are here with a Newcastle update here on Transfer Deadline Day, joined, of course, by the terrific Jake Jackman. You can find on Twitter at Jake Jackman with two N's, and you can also find him and his writings over at EPL Index. Jake, very glad to have you on. We'll start this week chronologically because it's not just deadline day that seems to have gone well for you from an outside perspective. You also beat the reigning Premier League champions Manchester City this week. Uh, so let's start with that match. Uh, just what were your views on, on that and, and what led to that kind of performance from Newcastle? Was it just tactics? Were they just up for it on the day? Uh, explain to us what happened there. It's in, it was an interesting game, really. I thought on I was quite underwhelmed with the team we had and, you know, we're going in with um, probably our fourth and fifth choice central midfielders in Isaac Hayden and Sean Longstaff. Uh, and and you, you saw City's team named, I'd say, arguably only Vincent Company and Benjamin Mendy were missing from their best lineup. So it was quite an intimidating game, especially, you know, they went and scored the quickest goal of the Premier League this season. When that goes in, you think, ah, oh, it's probably going to be like the Liverpool game where it goes on and we get, you know, lose three or four nil um, because the tactics we play against the top teams, they work so well as if we stay in the game and don't concede for, you know, the first 20, half an hour and just really cramp, uh, crank up that pressure as the game goes on. So to concede that early was, was a massive blow. But the players reacted well. Um, I don't think we can see too many clear-cut chances. Um, I think in the game, City only had four shots on target, which is, is quite impressive, really, if you if you think about that, um, if, especially when you look at their recent form. They've been scoring tons of goals, maybe not against the best opposition, but Newcastle are a team fighting relegation. So, uh, you know, it's we are not the greatest team, but we are good at the back. I think we've got the same best defence in the league. So it, it was good that we, we hung in there. And as the game went on, I thought we had a real chance of getting something from it. Uh, you could just see Pep, Pep on the sidelines get really agitated by the performance. And you, you can really tell a lot from a manager's reaction um, and the way they say he was obviously not happy with how things were going. He, he was get, His team were not doing what he wanted them to do. Uh, and as that went on, I just thought that gave Newcastle confidence and we got the goal at a good time. Um, even then, it, it, we've had it this season where we've equalised against the top uh, top six team and they, and they immediately gone back and get, uh, conceded another one. So we need to keep it tight. But, it, you know, we pressed hard the pitch and I think that's been a, a criticism of us in games against the bigger teams is that we do put a lot of men behind the ball and I think that's the case in the first half. But in the second half, you saw a lot of men pushing, were pressing high up the pitch. Uh, the penalty was a result of us winning the ball back in City's penalty box, which is really... So, yeah, it was, it was, it was a really good... Uh, and, and as soon as that second goal went in, and Richie scored that penalty, which he had to wait a year to take, so it was really, really good from him that he oh, managed to keep the Ederson concentration. Injury. Yeah, it, it was a bit of gamesmanship, I think, but he, he did really well to keep his cool. And, and, and Matt Richie, I don't think he's missed a penalty for Newcastle, so he's, he is quite reliable. And once that went in, I didn't really have any any worries about us 
not winning that game. We we were very comfortable, I thought, and and City didn't really create a clear cut chance for the rest of the game. So it was a really really good performance. It was classic Benitez. But the thing is, I think although it does work sometimes against the top six teams, it, it you know we are at a level of quality in our team that we require. We need, you know, we need to be at our best, and we need things to go our way to get these results. And that happened on on Tuesday, but it, it on another day it would have been completely different. So it, it's we for us to get these results, we just need to be at our, we just need everything to go our way, and that did happen. But you know, it was a good tactical um, display from Benitez. He managed the team well, but on another day it probably wouldn't have worked. But you know, these days do come where it does work, and when it does, it, it is fantastic. Yeah, uh, again, the hero, at least for the the first goal to bring you level, uh, Solomon Rondon yet again, who I feel like we talk about every time you're on because he's just scored a goal. Is, is he really starting to prove just how reliable he can be for you? Yeah, I think I think Rondon has been massive for us uh, this season and is vital to how we play. Uh, definitely our best player. Uh, saw that on Tuesday night, the way he held up the ball, uh, just the running he does. He's tireless in, in how he pressures the opposition defenders. Uh, and he's very happy to work off scraps, which works well in our system. Uh, but when he does get chances, he does score goals, uh, as he showed on Tuesday, which with, with, with an absolutely great finish into the ground. Um, very difficult chance to get over his shoulder, but he managed to put it away. And it was key that we did get a goal around that time. So, you know, he stepped up when we needed him. And he's just shown why Rafa wanted him uh, during the summer and made him his top, top target. Because if we didn't have him this season, uh, I'd be very worried about where we are, uh, where we'd be at this point of the campaign yeah well the good news is after that match you continue to have a very good week including uh, a new record club signing uh miguel almiron who comes over from uh, atlanta who won the mls title this season uh just for you to know 13 goals and 11 assists in the league last season top 10 in chances created in the mls as well could he kind of be that connecting piece uh, that helps you attack through the middle to help Rondon look less of kind of a lone figure at times during matches? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think he's definitely been brought in for that reason. Um, he's, from what, I, from what uh, I've read from the quotes from Rafa, he seems to really see him as this um, attacking player uh, on the counter-attack, uh, able to carry the ball at pace uh, and create and score, score goals. So that is why he's been brought in. And although Perez is very good, um, on his day and he's, he's definitely got something to contribute I don't think he's um, always consistent uh, and I think Almiron is, is a step up from that uh, and hopefully we'll be able to find another role for Perez but I think yeah once Almiron is a really high quality addition uh, and he really fits into how we play so it, it does it, it's really encouraging that we got that one done um, record signing as well which is, is about time we broke that record it has been um, it stood since 2005. Um, also, the last time we beat Manchester City was in 2005. So it seems to be one of those weeks where these records are getting broken. But really encouraging we've got that one in. Uh, I think I spoke about him on this podcast before several times, speaking about him probably as, as soon as December. It was always the, the main target for us in this window. Uh, for us to get, it, to get it done now is encouraging. It's just, just the time is... It's, it's taken. It's a little bit frustrating. Uh, we definitely could use him in, in the last few weeks. It just seems that it, the quotes from Lee Charnley on, on the website, it, he talks about how you know it had to be the right time for Atlanta to sell and it had to be the right deal in a financial sense for Newcastle. Um, I, it, 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 that really does highlight our approach in that we, we're very reactive and we're happy to wait for things rather than make them happen. And they have to be at, at 
the bottom line, they have to be financially viable for this football club, whereas we should be putting what happens on the pitch above what happens in the bank, but it doesn't seem that's the way. Luckily, the two have coincided this time, but I'm sure in the very near future they won't, and that's the frustrating thing, is that these deals should be the norm for Newcastle. We should be spending this sort of money on, on a window-by-window window basis, but we aren't, so it, that's what's frustrating. But hopefully to start, it could be the start of something, but I, I think Myself and, and the majority of Newcastle fans are still very um, suspicious of that. And we, we still think that this is very much a one-off thing to keep Rafa happy and hopefully get him tied down to a new contract, which it, which has to be the next big bit of business we do. Yeah, well, fortunately, he is a very good player, even if it was just a tool to keep Rafa around. Um, I, I personally think that he he will do well uh, in, the, in, in the Premier League, but... Time will tell. I also thought uh, Josie Altador would be good in the Premier League, and that d- did not go well. So I uh, hate, to, hate to bring that comparison in here. They are obviously intensely different players. Um, you also bring in Bereka at left back. Uh, I told you before we started recording that I thought this was a good signing because it was a human being that plays left back, and I haven't really been impressed by your options ever since uh, you came back up to the Premier League. Uh, what did you make of that signing? Yeah, it's a, it's, I don't really know that much about him. Obviously, Monaco signed in the summer. Uh, Monaco signed a lot of young, exciting players, despite their position in the league at the moment. So he's definitely got someone knows. Played played around 40 times for Torino and Syria. So he does have a, a lot of action um, behind him. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes. I think that his mentality was questioned a little bit in France. So it, hopefully... Um, he put those questions to bed quite early. Um, I think a left back, I think Richie's been doing quite well in the left left wing back position. I think Dummett is very good, although I could see him perhaps being reverted back to that left-sided centre-back role in the back three. Uh, I think Benitez likes him a lot just because of how reliable he is. So this signing does reflect that. And I think from Benitez's comments on Barreca, it does seem to be that he wanted a left back in this window. And it is encouraging that he's a left-footed left-back as well. Uh, always important to me to have the right balance. Um, I think the last Italian fullback we had, David Santon, he was very much a right-footed uh, fullback that played at left-back for us. So it's good that we got a, a left-footed one this time. So, yeah, I don't really know much about him. It, it's positive that we got that one done. Uh, earlier in the window, we linked to Jordan Lukaku. I thought that was one that was going to get done. I think I would have preferred him. But, no, we'll see We'll see how it goes. Hopefully, he, he, he does very well. Um and, and thrives uh, and as the majority defenders managed to do uh, just look at DeAndre Edlin he's come on a lot Fabian Schaar and, and Federico Fernandes have both been very good this season uh, Lascelles continues to get better uh, and even Kieran Clark has is, 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 is become a better player under Benitez so hopefully he'll learn from that uh, and he, he he's clearly got talent but yeah, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. I think this is this one's a little bit riskier, uh, and it, I, I'd expect him to feature less in the first team than Almiron. But yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, he surprises me, and, and he comes in and does a really good job. Um, things that do normally do quite well, so that that gives me positivity. Last year, uh, I had doubts about a goalkeeper signing from Sparta Prague, and now he's probably one of the best in the Premier League. So hopefully, Baraka can can take a similar route. Yeah, uh, there was also talk of Samaris potentially coming in, but that sounds less likely now. It, do you know if that or anything else sounds like it, it'll happen today? Um, I think it is difficult um, for us to do anything else at this point. We're very much a slow uh, and methodical team. 
uh, in the transfer market and it does take us a while to get things done. So I, I think Samara is one that was mentioned about the Isaac Hayden's performance the other day, despite the fact he wants to leave the club. Probably, I think we we don't need we can keep him around for a little bit longer. Uh, I think there's been links to another winger from Nantes. I think I think it's Anthony Limpombe that was, the, the French press thought it was very close to getting done, but I think that one's gone off as well. Um, the latest update from local media is that we're trying to get things done, but I, I, I think that might just be a lie from the club to to satisfy supporters. I wouldn't expect anything else to get done. Uh, the things that go in, so I think Jacob Murphy is going to go to West Brom on loan, which is unfortunate for him because he, he came in last summer to quite a lot of fanfare from, as our highest signing that summer. I think it cost us £12 million, but he's not really done very well. Then his brother's gone to car, done a lot better than he ever did in the Premier League. So, yeah, he's gone back down to the Championship. Um, and I think a few other youth players will go out. Um, but it, it's, I don't think we'll sign anybody else. But hopefully I'm wrong and we do get somebody else through the door. I thought the timings were sort of interesting that we, we announced the two signings quite early. I thought that was an indication that the club will, that they might get something else done. But as yet, there's nothing been reported, so I, I doubt it. All right, well, if this is the entirety of your window, just Almiron and Bereka in then, uh, what would your and, and the view of the fan, what would your views and those of the fan base be uh, if that is indeed uh, all, all the moves that are made? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah, I think it's it's a difficult one. Um you have to be very pleased with the signing of Almiron, uh, breaking the, the club record, he, and he is a player that Rafa really wanted, so you've got to be encouraged by that one. Uh, and as I just said, I think um, Baraka is, is one that has potential, but it's a little bit riskier, but at least it brings a body into the squad. Um, but I think it just feels like it's been left to the last minute and it's been done because... You know, the threats of Benitez and the threats of supporters not to renew their season tickets. It's, again, just a very reactive policy from the club um, to do these deals when they have to do them. They shouldn't They shouldn't never have to feel forced to do transfers. They should be doing transfers to improve the team and to improve the the potential of the club and to grow it into a... to, to do better in the league that it's in. It just doesn't feel like the club has that policy at the moment and it's frustrating in that sense. Um Pleasantly surprised we got Almiron. Um, and hopefully the fact that now we've broken that transfer record, we won't be so stingy when it comes to spending big money because that's the direction football's gone in. Um, but yeah, I think I think we, we finished this window in a stronger one than we started it in. Um, and I think Benitez will be happier 
than than he has been um, off um, than he has been in, in recent transfer windows when they've closed. I think he'll be happier this time. But it's again yeah, a lot of question marks about the future. A lot of question marks about the club, the, the ownership, what's going on there. Is Benito going to be here at the start of next season? There's so many unanswered questions. I think this week is a huge step in the pos- in the right direction. Uh, hopefully, it, it, we continue moving in that direction, uh, and we continue and we do improve, and, and Benito signs on, and, and we get and we can continue to progress. Because I just don't think it's sustainable to keep not to, to keep doing what we're doing and, and fighting relegation every season. It's not what Benitez wants to be doing. It's not what their supporters want. It's not what our club should be doing. So, yeah, the the, the emphasis is very much on the ownership now. See what happens there. Uh, if he's serious about selling the, the club, then, it, you know, hopefully we can get we can get safe relatively quickly and he's got a, a good few months to sell it during the summer before it, you know, before it becomes impossible again with, with transfers and, and such and such like that. So mm. it's a it's it's a huge. I think it's been a positive week for Newcastle. Can't complain with that. Beat the champions, broke our record transfer fee, got two players in. But I just feel like it's yeah, it's just it's just difficult to really trust that it's it's going in the right direction until mm. the the ownership changes or he shows this on a more consistent basis. So. Yeah, a couple of uh, questions there before we head out. First of all, obviously your signings last January, although uh, loans at the time for both Kennedy and Dubrovka inevitably ended up saving your season. Where you are right now, I'm sure you don't feel too in danger, five points clear of the relegation zone right now. Uh, But do you think that the signings this year might be able to have a similar impact in as far as at least making sure that you're safe? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think Almiron's going to have quite a big impact. I would expect that his best best days in England are probably not going to come in the next six months. But I think he's a, a step up in quality to what we already have. And I think he's going to have a massive impact, even if it's um, improving the atmosphere around the club. Because it was, I don't think it was a, it was a coincidence that that, sort, that news sort of came up before the City game. Uh, and, and I think it sort of had an influence there. Uh, both on the supporters and the players. So hopefully it will have positive impact on everybody around the club. Um, and I think he will he will have a good second half of the season, even if, if he's not as effective as he will be in future years. Um, mm. I'm not sure about Bereka, but I, I think yeah, we, we're in a strong position now. I think we'll we you know after after Saturday we'd have played four of the top six twice, so we we'll have had we've got a relatively good run in, um, and I think we should be able to pick up points. I think it, last year that we we beat Manchester United around this time, and and it really did turn our season. I think that this win over City is going to have a very similar effect, and I, I wouldn't be surprised to see us have a, a considerably better record over the next couple of months and really push on and secure ourselves in in that middle of the table. Mm. Hopefully, not too good this weekend, but we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> um, but also, if signing players like this is a gambit to try to keep around Rafa Benitez, the the following question is: Do you think it will work? I think Benitez is a very clever clever man he knows what he's doing the window comes around he gets into transfer window mode pushing for as much as he can get um i think he'd be happy with what he's got i think he'll know that it's not it's not realistic for any club really to go out and buy four five six players in january it looks a bit desperate it's not the window it's not the window to to try and do that that it's in the summer that you should be doing your main real build 
rebuilding. We didn't do that this summer, but that's when we should be doing it. But I think you'd be happy that he managed to get Almiron, especially for for a club record fee. That I think that's a landmark that he wanted to 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 get as manager as quickly as possible, get that record fee broken, just to show that uh, at least the club are willing to do that for him. So I think he'll be pleased with that. Um, but he's not an idiot, uh, and he he won't sign that new contract unless he gets cast iron guarantees of what's going to happen. Uh, and I think it want clear, clear direction on on the ownership uh, and whether the uh, takeover is going to be is going to happen in the next twelve months, twenty four months. He's going to want to know a lot about that. He's he has all the all the power going into the summer. If he keeps us up, he's got all the power to to go in the summer and get what he wants. Um, hopefully he gets that. Um, but I I I'm still not convinced he will stay. I was a lot more confident. Last time uh, after promotion, that he, he would, you know, that he got the the, the reassurances that he wanted. I was more confident that he'd stay. Uh, and last season as well, I was, I was more confident that we'd we'd keep him then. But this year, I, I'm not sure. It, I guess it depends what other offers he's going to get. Um, depends how we do over the next few months. It depends, you know, what happens to the ownership. There's a lot of question marks. But I think at the start of the week, I was certainly is going. Now I'm more confident that there's a possibility of him staying. But I wouldn't want to to say definitely. I think he he's he's a very clever person. I think I think he wants to stay, but I think he he won't stay unless he he thinks he's going to get what he wants. All right, and then to cap off this week, you play uh, Tottenham at the weekend. Uh, first off, uh, do you think either of these new signings will be eligible to play by then? And if you wouldn't mind making a quick prediction for us. Yeah, Almiron will not be playing. It's already been confirmed by multiple sources that he, he won't complete what's required for registration before 12 o'clock tomorrow, which I think is a deadline. Uh, I think Bereka will be available. Whether he'll play or not, I'm not sure. I think it would be I think it would be a bit risky to throw him straight in and it's something that Benitez doesn't normally do with new signings. So I would, I'd expect him maybe, we might see him in the closing stages, but I wouldn't expect him to start. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think we can go to Wembley with very little to lose, I think. You know, we've got that surprise result already. Uh, I think we needed to beat one of the top six clubs this season, but we've now done that, so the pressure's off. But I think last year after the Manchester United win, we beat Arsenal very quickly after. Might have even been the next week, in fact. So we, we've shown that we can do that. I think Tottenham are at a point at the moment where they're, they're doing just enough to get by, especially in the Premier League, but it's not convincing. Uh, and I think the play very defensive and counter-attacking football and, and with the physicality we have especially set pieces and and crosses into the box I think that's going to cause Tottenham real problems so I think we can go there with real confidence of trying to get something I I, I mean I at, at this point I'm quite I'm quite confident we might win this game I think I think it's crazy but you've got to have this confidence sometimes I think we can go there uh, and get a win um, and I think Tottenham always seems when they're without Kane they always seem to be these bad results do happen. They see on these couple of good results and another one happens. It just reminds them of the points of Kane. I think we might get that this weekend. Uh, and I think just really put any end to, to, to any Tottenham fans that might be suggesting a title race is possible. I think that's that's beyond them. So, yeah, I think, I think, we, I think we might win, to be honest. I, I think we're quite good away to Spurs, caused them a lot of problems in the past. But he is, is very good in these sort of games, keeping it tight. And, and I think the players will be full of confidence after what they did against City. Uh, and this Tottenham team is not as good as that Manchester City team we beat. So if mm. we can beat City, we can beat Tottenham. So I'm going to say we're going to win. Probably win, but we're probably not going to. But, you know, you've got to be confident. And if you can't be confident after beating Manchester City, when can you be confident? <laughs> so yeah, I'll, I'll say we'll beat Tottenham. 
An excellent point. Uh, just a quick rebuttal since this isn't about me. Um, I'd say if Sun starts up front, Tottenham win. If Lorente starts up front, you do. And I'm sure you would take those odds. <laughs> I would definitely take those odds at this point. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, well, Jake, thanks so much for coming on. We always love talking to Happy Jake after what's been a very exciting week, and maybe you'll be able to cap it off this weekend as you just predicted. Uh, tell the folks where they can find you. Uh, you can get me on Twitter at Jake Jackman with two ends, my writings on EPL index and anything else I do, I'll plug on my Twitter. Awesome. Well, thanks again for coming on. Best of luck for Newcastle for the rest of the season, except for this weekend. And I'm sure we'll speak soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.